he literally wants the coronavirus. This is an interview that I have been pumped about because who in the world wants the coronavirus? He says me, I do, and he's on the show today, plus 500 bucks, one of your last days to get it. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. Uh, I'm glad you're here. In my own home right here in the studio, it's me and my dog Kiki and... Family's about to hop on here in a second. This is a feel-good podcast. It's supposed to, I mean, our, our principles of the show live, laugh, and love your mom. And that's what we're going to do every show. We're going to share our lives. We're going to laugh, and we're going to love my mom. She's the greatest, and she's my co-host in this whole process. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I got to explain what just happened because, <laughs> Maggie, I wish I would have recorded it. It was know, such I was a mess. I tell you, too. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I didn't. That was a fail on my behalf. So this is my sister, Dramaggy, as well. And the plan was to come on and start the show with uh, my sister talking about her wedding planning because she's very dramatic and there's always something dramatic going on with the wedding planning process. So um, the way this is set up, just so you know, it's like I have a microphone in my house in San Diego. My mom has one at her house in Dawsonville, Georgia. And then my sister just uses her cell phone. And so it's kind of complex anyway. But then when any little thing has to change technically, <laughs> it is such a nightmare for this family. Like everyone has like a, a minor meltdown. So the problem that we've had, and I don't know if you've noticed this on the show, but my my mom's emails always ding when they come into her computer. And she has no idea how to like how to change that noise, right? So Mag, you tried before too, right? Yeah, well, no, but we've tried oh. other things with other pieces of the Mac and it's She's been tried fun. to work with me before. This is yeah. her Mac. This is her Mac that oh, okay. she gave to me. Got right. it? So yeah. I'm, 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 you know, I, I can't see, we don't see each other when we're recording this. It's just audio. So I'm over here trying to like talk my mom through it. My sister is how to like turn off the sounds of your email and that's not working. So then I, I start a Skype. I'm not a Skype, but a zoom meeting with my mom. So I can like see her screen. And then like my dad's like all up in the camera. My dad comes over trying to like, look at it. And it's like, it's an iPad. Trying yeah, my dad's trying to touch the screen. Trying to like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think I should almost make this like a contest of like, if you ever hear my mom's email name and you win a prize or something, cause it's just, I think it's done. I think it's off. Well, now we fixed it. You well, we'll see. It. I don't know with you. It's just day by day with you. What's going to happen technically? I just never know on that side what's what it's going to be like. Uh, this morning, though, Mom, I actually felt like you. I can tell. I can tell this story. I literally had to cancel a whole entire uh, nationwide program today because I'm such a dummy. And I don't know if you've had a technical error like this, but well, technologically, now I'm pretty. I mean, I'm like. I would give myself like a seven out of 10 on understanding technology. Right. Uh, my mom though, not so much. Like I, I like that's, I always know that it has to, something has to happen to her computer. Like it's just going to be a nightmare. Me though. I'm pretty smart. So I think I told you, and I don't know if I did or not, but I guess I can tell you now since it's getting a little more serious is, uh, we've been doing a test pilot show, uh, for this, uh, this concept that's called mornings across America. And uh, this is not the thing I've been working like profusely on, but this is like another like little kind of side project that I've been working on. Uh, it's called Mornings Across America. And how it works is there's different morning show hosts from all across America that just get together and just 
it's basically like a morning show with just different people from all over the country. And we've been doing test pilots and everything. Well, today was supposed to be the very first recorded episode that we did. And I, I got the word this weekend when I was on my secret mission that it was going to go down on Thursday, which today is Thursday when we're recording this. And I'm really bad at scheduling. Like, I'm just so bad at it. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'll agree to things, but then like, I won't write them down because I feel like in my head, I'm like, yeah, no problem. Like, yeah, Thursday, got it, no problem. But then life gets crazy and I forget everything. Well, this morning, I get a notification 10 minutes before. It's like, hey, don't forget, the first episode of Mornings Across America films today at 11 a.m. And I'm like, or 10, 10 a.m. And I'm sitting here, literally, I'm just working on other things. And I'm like, oh, no, I have, and this is video that we're doing too. So I... I haven't shaved. I haven't showered like nothing, but I don't want to be the guy that's like, sorry, like I'm not, I'm not ready. I can't cancel. Cause it's like the first real shoot that we've been working on now for weeks. So I'm like, huh? Okay. So I, I run into the, the bathroom and I just shave really quick. And like looking back now, it's so patchy and terrible. Uh, and I, I throw a hat on and I'm like, all right, whatever. We just got to make this work. So come in here and it's like a minute till minute till 10. And I log in to this, uh, this program that we're using to film it. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, hey, we see you logged in. I'm like, yeah, hey, guys. And they're like, we can't see you, though. I'm like, oh, okay. Let me just turn on my camera or whatever. Uh, camera won't turn on. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, sorry. That's weird. Let me, let me log in, log in, log out, log back in. No big deal. Log out, log back in, nothing. No camera. So then I'm like, oh, now keep in mind, we've got like, seven people on the line between like the hosts and the producer and the consultants. Like they're all like sitting here waiting to take the first episode. So I'm like, Hey guys, I don't know what's going on, but let me just give me a second. So I uninstalled the software and reinstalled the software, log back in, can't see me. And they're all sitting here. And like one of the people on the show is like a national celebrity. Like she's like very, she hosts a TV show too and a radio show. And so she's like, she just her, her schedule's tight, so I'm like, oh shit, okay. Um, uh, hang on, guys, I'll be right back. And anyway, long story short, I couldn't actually get about 30 minutes in. They had to literally cancel the shoot today because of me, and I'm just sitting here like, uh, this is so embarrassing. And I, um, just I tried everything. I've tried all the settings. I've tried uninstalling. I've tried installing everything, and like nothing's working. And then I. I look down on my keyboard and there's just this one little key that has a camera with an X and I hit the, hit that button and the camera turns on. I'm like, you gotta be effing kidding me. Like literally and I've been Googling for 45 minutes, to try to figure this out. One little key where I hit that boop, and it pops up and I was ready to go. So I don't know if they're going to ask me that. I just try right. I'm just trying everything, right? I'm just trying everything. I don't want to be the guy that's screwing the show up. So I'm just over here like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. So um, if that, if I never make that show, um, it's because I'm a dummy and I can't actually get it done. The point that we're all here right now is because, yeah, my sister Dramagi is uh, is going through her wedding planning process. And what happened this week, May? <laughs> it's been over the past couple of weeks. This has probably been honestly the one of the harder parts of wedding planning is picking out bridesmaids dresses. Right. Like and where, my, where are you you're you're planning on getting married? When? When's your date as of now, tentatively? March. Okay. So we've got some time, but yeah. Not too much time. Yeah. Um and I'm a people pleaser. I've got ten bridesmaids, ten, you know, girls. You have ten all, bridesmaids? Yeah. You have ten bridesmaids. I don't I didn't yes. I did not know that part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I should put that out there. Anybody listening right now had more than 10 
bridesmaids. I've never heard of some. I think I had, we had three on both sides on mine. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's yeah. a lot of, a lot, lot of bridesmaids. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been in all of their weddings, I think at this point, almost, um, okay. yeah, I've been in at least 10 weddings. And so wait, does John, your fiance, does he have 10 as well? <laughs> he has 11 groomsmen and four ushers, five ushers. Why? <laughs> Who are these people? I don't even I know. know 11 John people, has I don't literally think. has so many friends. So that's crazy. <laughs> I couldn't like I honestly. I if you told me to pick ten people right now that I would consider like that <laughs> important in my life, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. There's not. Well, we're both kind of you know the same. We've just had the same friends and continue to add upon it. And, and you're getting married at age thirty, not age twenty three, Steve. That makes that's a difference. Yeah, but too, sometimes people right? like as you get older, you lose friends. <laughs> We yeah, that's true. That yeah, just wait a little bit longer. My my second wedding, nobody will be there. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what happened with these dresses? So I am definitely a people pleaser, and I loved one of these this one bridesmaid's dress, and so I was like, oh, I really just want to go with that and not have to think much about it. But um, I went into the bridesmaid's store and the consultants, you know, in the store were not helpful at all. And I was like, I really just want to choose something that's under $200. Bridesmaid dresses are pretty expensive. And so I was like, at the end of the day, they're wearing it for four hours. Like I don't want them to break the bank. Well, we, they showed me two dresses out of probably 5,000 dresses in the store that were under $200. And I was like, kind of shocked. I was like, really just two. So there's a long story where the dress that I loved was discounted through July, but at this point, we only have a little bit longer. So I was like, shoot, I'm going to miss the discount. Well, she said it might be available for discount in August. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so it turns out, I find out this week that, that the dress that I loved is on a dis- on, has a sale. So I was like, okay, I'm going to come back in and look one more time. So I go and I bring my friend with me. Actually, no, sorry. So first, I go by myself to another store just to like scope it out, see what they had. Yeah. And... While I was there, she was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I need to, I, I need to try on veils. So I was like, well, I'm here. I'm just going to try on some veils. And she's like, I'll put you in a dress, a wedding dress that isn't your dress, but you can't love it more than your actual dress. And I was like, no, I love my dress. Like, no, no problem. Well, she of course puts me in this like gorgeous wedding gown <laughs> and oh, no. I'm standing there like by myself and I'm like looking at myself with a veil in this gorgeous, you know, gown. Keep in mind, you cannot return wedding dresses. And I have purchased right. a wedding dress yeah. at a different store. So I'm standing there <laughs> with my mask on <laughs> and my veil and my this beautiful dress. And I was like, oh, no, I <laughs> love this wedding dress. This might be my so, dress. <laughs> so, so, so what are you going to do about it? So I, well, I had a moment panicked and I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And then I I, I just decided like, I, I do love the dress that I got, but I had a moment of like pure panic called mom almost in tears. Like, what do I do? What did she say? What, and don't hold back. What did she say when she called you? She's like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened. And then she told me and she said, and I love it. What should I do? And I said, Maggie, you have the most gorgeous Wedding dress. No. Just <laughs> Good. move yeah. on. Good. Just move on. Yeah, it's too and much. It's too much. Too yeah, much. So Max. I moved on from that. Much. Well then That's wait, good. the story isn't over. The saga isn't over. Oh. So now I'm basically a Karen to this this original bridesmaid store because I've emailed them five hundred times. 
yeah. asking about these dang bridesmaids dresses. So I go back in, I bring my friend with me to the original store to like narrow this down and figure out what I want. We go in and we try on the um, cheaper dresses. And I'm like, okay, yes, like these are totally fine. I don't know why I was worried. I left. I had a pit in my stomach. I was like, no, that that is not right. It is all wrong. <laughs> so oh, no. I went back to the original dress. And I today, as of today, I told my friend, I was like, I'm going back to the original dress. Will you please go ahead and buy the dress so that I can't change my mind again? Oh, <laughs> so she like God. bought it the second that I sent the email to my bridesmaids that I was going back oh, to the original. Man. <laughs> mercy. We need to we really need to schedule a time to have uh, to have John on, your fiance, because I feel like <laughs> he really needs to give the the truth of what it's like to deal with all this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, John I, doesn't deal with it. He doesn't have it's to. Really, my mom, I'm sure, uh, has to deal with it. It's the calls. He mom. does have to deal with it. Maggie, have you Dirty. ever made? Maggie. Have you ever made a decision by yourself in your life? You think where you've just like said, "Okay, that's what I'm going to do," and like not have to like consult anybody or ask anybody? Yeah, I mean, I, I have. <laughs> Um, are you sure? Well, I'm learning that when I consult someone, I'm really just looking for validation. I'm not looking for like their actual opinion. So no, of course not. Yeah. You, know, you just want them to confirm your own thoughts. Right. So when they know? don't, then I'm like in a bad situation. Cause I'm like, well, that's not really what I want to do. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I think this is the first time I've learned that in my whole life. Well, that's good. That's growth then, Mags. That's what it takes. Yeah, Welcome it to is. being 30. Welcome to it 30. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we should we, we we should schedule John to come on. So at, would he come <laughs> on or no? You think he's going to be too shy? Yeah, he'll come on. Okay. Well, then maybe he next week we can have you. The most dramatic wedding of 2021 will be, oh uh, will be this one. Maybe right, 2022. Mags, well, yeah, depending on. Uh, <laughs> all right. I love you. Just kidding. Love you. Um, so this week, don't forget, this is one of your last days for you to enter to win that $500. I told you we're, you know, getting together with our podcasting friends and chipping in, which I have not chipped in yet. So I need to actually chip into this, um, to, um, uh, give away 500 bucks and just between our little podcast family. So I'm going to give you, if you haven't entered yet, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you this, but something happened. Like your, your entries are all still there, but some people aren't getting the bounce back text, like the, the confirmation text on. I think if you have T-Mobile, you're not getting it. So people like keep texting and texting. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so for uh, the word for our show is Vegas, V-E-G-A-S, V-E-G-A-S. And then um, the number to text into is going to be uh, 22454 for now. But if you've already done it, don't worry about it. Like You're already still in. And even if you do enter again, they're going to double check the numbers so there's no cross entry. So if you haven't, though, if you haven't joined our, our, uh, our contest yet, it's uh, uh, presented by our, or powered over by our friends at SDCCU, that just text the word Vegas to 22454. Vegas to 22454. And then somebody's going to be entered to win $500. And somebody from just our show alone is going to win a $50 SDCCU gift card. Contest ends Monday. So this will be one of the last times that we can remind you of uh of what to do um mm-hmm. we have a 800 number that you can call anytime and it doesn't have to be on topic you can just if you have questions or you want to know something about the show you can just call uh it's a voicemail so you're not going to wake me up or anything 888 kramer 8 and i thought we'd answer this voicemail today mom listen to this hi kramer this is roslyn from imperial beach and i was wondering if you could maybe talk about how you were able to stop drinking even though it's socially very hard to do so. doesn't have to be long. Just wanted to hear your story on that. And 
the other day, I believe it was you or your mom mentioned something about having a gratitude journal. And I was wondering if um, both of you probably could give some tips on gratitude, being grateful for what you have, things like that. I think in this time, it's kind of hard for some of us, me included. Uh, So that would be nice. Anyways, love the show. Love you guys. Love you forever. Bye. Okay, Rosalyn. Yeah, we can talk about all that. Um, Yes. So I'll start with the the drinking thing because it was a, in case you don't know, I've been sober now for two, a little over two years and that's with anything. Um, I stopped drinking because of the whole Molly episode and I just, not only that, but I, I knew I had to and go back. You can listen to the episode. I forget what number it is, but I'll try to figure and put in the show notes. Um, I, I just knew I had to like give my body a break and the best chance I was going to have to heal was to not drink. You know, like eat well and exercise and do all the things that are good for your body. And I, um, but then after like a certain amount of time, I, cause my, my narrative went from like, I'm not drinking anymore to then like, I just decided like, I don't drink. And that was a, that was a powerful shift because I don't drink anymore. Still kind of like leaves you on the hook. And now my, now I say I, I don't drink. And to me, that's a much more concrete. And I, I realized that after I stopped drinking, um, I was sleeping better. I was feeling better. I wasn't like uh, I was using I, I, alcohol had such a powerful effect, not even just um, addictive. <laughs> it wasn't like I had to, but I felt like I had to. If that makes sense. The peer pressure. Peer pressure. I didn't drink because I, I never really liked drinking. I just mm-hmm. drank because I felt like I had to drink because like who, mm-hmm. no other reasons. like like what if I go to a party and then uh, somebody mm-hmm. like, peer pressure or what if I, mm-hmm. yeah. What if I, uh, who's going to date me? That was really my biggest thing. It's like, who's going to date a guy that doesn't drink? Like, Oh my God, this guy mm-hmm. sounds so freaking boring. Who's going to date him? <laughs> um, you literally, the best thing I can say, cause that, that, that plagued my mind. Um, and Really, what I would recommend is you just have to be so sure of of what you're doing and be so confident in yourself. Like to me, it's like a badge of honor now because the easy thing would be to go back and start drinking again. Um, totally, and I'm I'm not saying that. I take it day by day. I literally, I feel like if I go in and I say I'm never drinking again ever, then that puts too much pressure. But I just wake up every day and I just choose in that day not to drink. And to me, I, I really genuinely wear it proudly. And I think that once you can take away the what are people going to think of me to I don't give a shit. I feel so much better. I'm not now mm-hmm. tied to alcohol feeling like it's such a um, the powerful effects of, of it socially and everything else. It never made me feel good. I was just doing it to kind of fit in. And once you can get rid of all that, I can tell you it's so freeing, but it takes a while, but you have to literally be so proud of yourself because you know, it's hard. And so every day, every time that you go and you don't drink, uh, it's kind of like that mini, we talk about the, the mini victories, right? Like the, the little victories and give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. Like, great. And then just take it day at a time. And then the next time, like, okay, cool. I passed that one. I passed that one. I passed that one. Pass that one. And uh, so that's, that's kind of like the short story. Gratitude, mom. Um, you know, I, I want to recommend, this is a great time to recommend uh, Callie and Jeff's podcast called The Upside because they literally mm-hmm. deal with gratitude. Like it's like what they're, it's similar. They kind of share their lives like we do, but they, they, their whole show is kind of based around the idea of 
of like finding gratitude in everyday situations. Um, mm-hmm. Mom, what do you, what's your take on gratitude? Because it, I, I am not naturally wired to see the good. My brain is mm-hmm. naturally wired to see the bad and to be fearful of what could happen and everything else. Um, mm-hmm. Where does gratitude come from, you think? I think it comes from a grateful heart and for counting your blessings, really. Yeah. Um, you know, we are so blessed. We are all blessed. and. It's even in the small things. Like I always say, we woke up this morning. We can breathe. Right. We have all our limbs. We can see. We can, you know, we have food on the table. We have a roof over our head. You know, it's the little things in life that are really the ones that count. And when we stop and pause for a minute and think about all the things we have in our life, our loved ones, our friends, our family, people who care for us, you know, I mean, there it's just endless. It's yeah. just endless. But we take so much for granted. Yeah. We take so much for granted. And then we get in a bad place and we think the world is coming to an end and we completely forget the blessings in our life that really matter are the small ones. I certainly give thanks every day. Right. Every day. Yep. Um, yes. You know, I said that once a week, Mom, that we were going to talk about our little victories on the show because that's going to be like, I want to get behind that notion of little victories because mm-hmm. we see too many big ones, right? And so I said every Friday mm-hmm. we would check in and see like we had like a little victory for the week. Um, so did you did you find yourself having a little victory you want to share today? Because I want, again, these are not, my point is like, we don't take enough time to celebrate the little things happening in our lives. We just look for like the Instagram p- picture worthy moments of our life. Uh, to brag about, but I think that if we all take our little victories, uh, that's that's you'll see that your little victories add up to like a really awesome, amazing things that are happening in your life. You know, even if it's at the the minuscule level, right? Yes. So what you got, yes. mom? So my little victory this week was learning that our neighbor next door, who has purchased the lot that has been beautiful wood since we moved here and started uh, cutting down trees this week, has decided that he will not cut any trees down within 15 feet of our house, and I can put my bird sanctuary back. Oh, good. That's I mean, that's a big that's victory, a, actually. That's a huge, Yeah, that's huge a big one. Victory. That yeah. just happened today. I'm so excited. And that feels he, good. He told your dad, he said, I love watching the birds, too, and just tell her to put her bird feeders back. That's so, really good. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. You know, one thing yes. that I, um, I, my little victory, and I felt so accomplished after this is sometimes I won't speak up on things because I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable or because I, I, I kind of have that people pleasing nature too. And like my mm-hmm. sister does. And, but now I'm realizing that like that's not the right way to handle things. And I'd rather have uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversations than to have to go back or be like, Ugh, and not get like, be authentic. And, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm really, I've really not been be true to yourself. Right. I'm and sorry. I don't mean to talk over you. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the truth. Like I, I don't do great about it, but I'm really trying to notice it too. Like, and it's easy to notice it when you don't do it afterwards and you just kind of feel crappy. And so mm-hmm. when I start to feel myself like, Oh, I don't know if I should say this. I don't know if this should feel comfortable. Um, I it's, and unfortunately, and I hate to do this, but I promise we'll, this will all come to the light soon enough. But it was, it was part of this whole, behind the scenes thing going on, but there was something that like 
I, uh, two people that I, I really care about and I had to make a decision about one of them for one reason or another. And I knew that it was going to be uncomfortable for somebody, but I just had to make that decision, just had to be honest. And I didn't want to like, she, before, like the old me would have just possibly like ignored the other person, you know, just like run away mm. forever. Uh, Avoiding conflict. Yeah. But now it's like, mm. no, like we're just, it, it, and, and this may be uncomfortable, but I, I did it and I, like afterwards I felt so good about it. I just felt so mm. proud of myself for like speaking up. And even though it wasn't easy, I was just glad I did it. So that's my little victory for the week. Yes. Um, okay. Mom quote for the day. What we got? Okay. It's Maya Angelou. I've learned that whenever I decide something with an open heart, I usually make the right decision. Mm, that's good. I thought that might be helpful for you these days. We gotta stop, but we st- we gotta stop being so vague about this. I just what I don't want is to come on every day and just be like, "Well, there's a lot going on. Can't tell you about it." Like, it's gonna be an annoying ass podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, what about you? Do you have a story to go with that? Like a following your heart? No, oh, I've always followed my heart. I can't really remember a time when I didn't. Um, and. Every time I did, I, I made the right decision. Right. Even though sometimes, you know, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to follow your heart, just like you went through today. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard. Um, but you know, you know it's the right thing to do, and you do it, and then you have peace about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Last yeah. thing, last thing I'll say, I promise you, I promise again, I have such a hard time because I do like to just tell you everything, but I literally just cannot tell you everything right now. But like this year is shaping up to be so weird. Like it didn't make any sense, but like, and like things that I was like, I would do and decisions that I made and were like, Oh, I don't know if this is the right decision. I'm not sure if the timing is right is all just kind of coming together to prove that like my instincts are right. So anyway, mm. that's it. I promise like we're not going to dwell on it. It's just harder because that's like the only thing that's really going on in my life behind the scenes right now. So, uh, <laughs> okay, there we go. That's it uh, for the week. Let's say hi to our certified fans before we get out of here for today. Uh, certified okay. fans are people that give $5 a month and we just like to give you a little bit of love back because you just keep this podcast going and, I hope that like every time my mom whoop whoops, like you take it in that like these are the people that are mm-hmm. out there that are like making this show possible and they mean so much to us and um, had a great time last night. Well, it been two nights ago now on our uh, uh, after the uh, Margarita Fest reunion show with Hula and the certified fans can- could only watch that. That was exclusive to certified fans. And uh, so anyway, we'll say hi to you. And we left off with Narissa yesterday. Mm-hmm. Let me find her name on here. Here she goes. So, so today we'll say hi to Felice. So Felice G who is in La Mesa. That's over in Arizona. Oh, wait. He says here, actually. I'm sorry. I can't. I get my cities confused sometimes. So give her another whoop whoop. That was a little, I messed that one up. <laughs> whoop, whoop. There you go. Uh, Stephanie M., who is from Surprise, Arizona. That's for sure, Arizona. Thank you. Wow. Surprise, Arizona. Yeah, surprise. That sounds cool. Mm. Uh, Amy B. from Mesa, which I'm pretty sure is Mesa, Arizona as well. Yep. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Holly Holloway. Oh, wait. Holly H from San Diego. Whoop, whoop. And Cynthia C. 
who gave a one-year donation uh, over in Temecula. Thank you so much. That's three whoops. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You know what's really frustrating me right now, just behind the scenes, and this means nothing to anybody but myself, is um, we're we're getting close to, I think, 300 certified fans. I think we're like 200, oh. 297, which is great. I mean, that's like, that's huge. That's more than I could ever ask for. But it's like so okay. close now to 300 that I'm like, <sighs> I just want to get it over that number. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like 297. Oh, that doesn't sound as close as 300. They're out there. So they're coming. They're you, coming today. If you want to be, uh, if you want to help me push that number over, text the word fans, F A N S, to 888 Kramer 8. Fans to 888 Kramer 8. Or you can go down in the show notes and you can, um, you can get it on there. Okay, mom. Um, and you'll get, you'll get, listen, you'll get three whoop whoops. If you're number 300, okay. <laughs> whether it's an annual or monthly, we're just going to barter. Whoop, whoops we're just going to barter. Number 300. Barter of all this. <laughs> yep. That sounds fair. All right. You feel good about all this for this week? Anything else you want to say for this week? Well, Sunday, we'll see you back here for your, your Sunday show. You will. And certified fans, just let me know what you'd like to hear from me on Sunday. I know you kind of feel like you run out of topics sometimes, but there's plenty, plenty of topics out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, honey. Love you. It's been a good week. Thank you. Love you forever. And we get back. He literally hopes he gets the coronavirus. It's crazy. Like, what? Like, who says that? Well, actually, there's about 100 people in San Diego that can say the same thing. And he's on the show next so hang on for that. Uh, this housing market's nuts right now. I don't know if you're looking for a lot of people are looking right now. I had a friend that said that she put her house on the market and she had like 20 offers. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is never in a million years did I think that like in the middle of a pandemic, our housing market would just go sky high. And of course, the game has changed a little bit, you know, when it comes to open houses and things like that. But what hasn't changed is that San Diego County Credit Union is still San Diego's best mortgage loan provider, continues to be through this crazy, not only just crazy time, but this crazy real estate market right now. They've got low rates, I can tell you, because that's why I went with SDCCU. And yes, I endorse them, but I, to be completely fair, if I got a better rate somebody else, I probably would have gone with somebody else, right? But I, I couldn't find it. When I was buying my house, they're literally that low. Uh, and the no closing cost mortgage is why so many people love them. You pay zero closing cost on select mortgages up to $3 million. It's really helpful. You can save a bunch of money here in San Diego. That's a lot of money. So whether you're thinking about buying or a great time to refinance flexible terms and low down payments, it is flexibility, stability, and the best mortgage buying experience I've ever had. It's the local experts in mortgages that you know and that you trust. So many years they've been around. San Diego County Credit Union. It's not big bank banking. It's better. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal housing, equal housing opportunity. Certain terms and restrictions apply. For details, call 877-SDCCU4U or visit sdccu.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. That's on paper. 
for me, what it is, it's like a chance for you to expand your creativity in ways you never even thought before because you got the time now. And Skillshare is cool like that. There's so many online classes you hop into. You can take it at your own leisure. And I, my mom and I made the decision that we're going to do photography starting next week. So, And we'd love for you to join too. So if you want to uh, do that, we'll put more on the Certified Fans page. And maybe I'll put it on the other page too, the uh, Facebook page. It, we'd love for you to join us. Um, but maybe photography is not your thing, but how about illustration or fine arts or crafts or film and video or creative writing, marketing, productivity, crafts even, you know, like any way you can like just expand your mind creatively. Skillshare has got the answer. So come join us. I get two, uh, two months absolutely free for you when you join. So Skillshare.com slash Kramer, you get two months of premium membership Skillshare.com slash Kramer. So my guest today is from an organization we've talked about multiple times now during the good news, which is um, One Day Sooner. And to give you an idea of the way I've presented this is these are people that are crazy enough to, <laughs> to get infected with the coronavirus in hopes of finding a cure one day sooner. Uh, Patrick is actually from San Diego. Where do you live in San Diego, Patrick? Uh, Pacific Beach. Well, you're right down the street. I'm on Point Loma. Uh, so when I found out there, there's is there like a hundred people that are actually in San Diego? Do you know the stat? The people that are living in the city doing this? Yeah, I've heard it's about a hundred. Am I describing the organization right? Does that, in a nutshell, what you signed up for? <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Uh, the uh, basically just uh, it's a group of uh, a lot of folks who uh, basically said they're willing to get a candidate vaccine um, and then knowingly get infected with uh, uh, COVID-19 to try to expedite the uh, vaccine development process. And where are you when you're like, yes, that's that sounds like me. I totally want to get injected with, <laughs> with the coronavirus. Like, like, like most people are wearing masks and staying away and social distancing. But Patrick's over here like, yeah, I, I definitely want to get the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, sitting on my couch and uh, no, uh, the uh, uh, no, I mean, I would say do all that stuff, too. But the uh, um, it was just reading about it. Uh, you know, I'm uh, 36, um, you know, uh, healthy, no underlying conditions. Uh, no, you know, I've read a lot about uh, the risk and all that. Um, and know that even if I do get uh, COVID-19, my my risk of, uh, you know, death or something really bad happening is relatively low. Um, so figured, you know, Hey, this is something I can do to help. Uh, uh, my family all works in healthcare. And so they've been really busy actually doing stuff, um, and helping people. So I figured, you know, I can contribute it this way. I I know that we we were talking before we started recording that you're married. Uh, do you have kids? No, just a couple awesome dogs. So, okay, (laughs) good enough. Um, do, what what does your wife say? Is she a part of this or does she think you're crazy for I just can't imagine what that conversation must feel like. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about just, you know, getting the coronavirus. Yeah, uh we've been together for a long time and she knows me. So um <laughs> So she knew this was coming. The day the day things started going bad, she's like, I know Patrick's gonna have some shit to do with this. I'm not sure what it's gonna be, but he's gonna be into this somehow. Yeah, pretty much. Uh so yeah, no, she uh um uh she wasn't surprised and uh, she she has not volunteered, but um I think it's the notion of uh, um, if if you do get it uh, infected, you'd have to be uh, quarantined uh, in a uh, uh, basically a glorified hotel 
for a couple weeks and uh she would go stir crazy so how, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> how does that tell me how that process works now so now that you because i've been on the website and i know you can just go on there and, and volunteer it's probably a good place to plug the website now which is one the number one day sooner.org one day sooner.org so what when did you actually apply to be a what are they calling them human trial participant? human challenge trial Okay, uh, there we volunteer, go. I guess, yeah. So, uh, I wanted it, it was over two months ago. Uh, was okay, first I heard about it and, and signed up. So, and what's happened since then? Like when you sign up, is what's the process? So it's a uh, it, it's a soft. Uh, it's it's right now. It's uh, when you sign up, it's just saying uh, I'm interested in partaking in this. There's no guarantee um, it'll happen. There's no guarantee even if it does happen that you'll get selected. Um, they, uh, uh, so, um, once you do that, uh, assuming, um, there's approval for a human challenge trial and that's uh, a little bit of an if right now, um, there's, uh, uh, and actually, uh, uh, part of what one day sooner is doing is trying to, um, uh, reach out to groups like NIH, uh, to say, allow these to happen. Um, we have volunteers, they understand the risk, um, uh, we appreciate the traditional uh, method for developing vaccines, but it's a slow process and um, uh, days matter at this point. So, so nothing, nothing's happened other than, I mean, cause they, you know, they say they've got over 30,000 volunteers and 140 countries, nothing other than your interest of saying, yes, I'm willing to do this has happened within the last two months. Correct. Yeah. So, but it does help them build a, a big diverse group of volunteers so they can make sure they get a good selection of uh, folks if, if it does happen. Have they given you any kind of insight of what it's going to be like if they do move forward with it? Like, does somebody just swing by your house and shoot you with it? Or like, I don't, I don't know, like <laughs> a little bit different than that. The, uh, uh, it's, uh, you would get the, uh, Canada vaccine. Um, and there's, uh, a few different ways that would happen, but basically I yeah, get, uh, like any vaccine, um, wait a couple of weeks. They tested to make sure that there was a response. Um, and then after that you would, uh, it looks like what would happen is uh, folks would go to a handful of, uh, so I call them glorified hotels, but they're medical centers. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, you would be, uh, uh, again, knowingly in injected or exposed to the virus. Um, and then they would monitor you for, for uh, a couple weeks at a minimum, um, longer if, you're, if you do show symptoms and obviously need to keep you isolated um, so you don't create a risk. Um, but those would be, I believe the centers are in St. Louis, um, Baltimore, and then uh, it, there's another one in England. Um, I'm not oh, sure so, you, so it wouldn't actually happen here. You'd have to go, you'd have to leave San Diego to do that's it. That's the uh, current belief. That's how they've conducted challenge trials before. Yes. Okay. And so I, I don't mean to be like a selfish human being, but what's, what's in this for you? <laughs> like, I'm just trying uh, to figure <laughs> out like the big, like, Oh yeah, I'm doing this because there's a million dollar check at the end of it or something. I mean, is there any type of monetary exchange or is this literally just you being like, I just want to help. Uh, I just want to help. Uh, wow. It, it, well, but it's, it's, I, I mean, I, you know, it'd be nice to get back to life. Um, you know, even though yeah. the virus, like I said, is not, you know, my age group and relatively good health, it's not a huge risk uh, to me personally. Um, it is to my extended family. It is to friends. It is to, uh, and even those that aren't at risk, they're still, you know, I have friends that have lost their jobs and, you know, financially are, uh, you know, the big question mark right now. So right. if they can get back to, you know, their life, um, that would be good. And 
quite frankly, I want to get back to my life. Uh, sure. So there's, there's something in it for me. And that's uh, sure. But, but there's, so. I mean, what about, what about like with work or something like, can you, yeah. uh, can you work from, I, I just can't yeah. imagine you having to go to your boss and be like, Hey, so I'm going to go get the coronavirus. I'll be back in a month or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've been working from home and, uh, I've already basically been told, uh, uh, to expect to work from home for, you know, until this is, uh, not a thing anymore. So, wow. um, uh, I, if, if I have an internet connection, I can work. So that's, uh, this story is just so, it's so wild to me. Do you think that like, cause obviously you don't know where this is going to go, but I'm just, let, let's imagine a month from now and they're like, they call you, they're Patrick. Okay, man, today's the day we're flying you to Baltimore. Uh, you know, you think there'd be a part of you that's like, ah, it was fun when it was an idea, but now uh, it's maybe not as fun. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like dealing with that i mean it, it, I'm, I'm sure i'll have both if that does happen i mean yeah it's a it's a lot easier when you're volunteering to volunteer than when you actually have to go <laughs> you sure. know, uh, uh uh leave my uh wife to go and do it and, yeah so but uh um no i mean i would uh uh more than happily uh um I, i'm pretty certain that if they they ask i will def, uh you know be willing to do it and said it you know the part of the nice thing is it's um until we get to the point where they're putting you on a plane um or while giving the candidate a uh, vaccine, you know, this is just uh, 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 volunteers and showing that, you know, uh, we're more than likely, you know, more willing to do it. And um, so, but no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that if they, uh, they were to ask, I would, I would be there to do it. So You'd be on a plane ready to do it. Yeah. Well, I think the reason that this, this story caught my eye and like I said, I've talked about it multiple times on this podcast now is because I think it is so cool. We're starting to see, uh, I, I do a segment at the end of my show called like the good news. And it's just, you know, all the good stuff that's happened. And most of it happens to do with the coronavirus. And this is just one of those stories of people that, I mean, there's nothing in this for you other than you just want to help humanity and you're willing to go and literally get the coronavirus and then be vaccinated with a trial to see if it does could help even. And as someone that it doesn't directly benefit, you know, there's no financial or, you're just doing this to, to get this thing back to normal as, you know, as they say one day sooner, I think that's, that's a really big thing. I don't know if you realize that other than just being like, Oh, this is, this is what I need to do. But that selflessness uh, that's come from this is really, it's really empowering, I think for everybody. So I just wanted to thank you from, you know, from our podcast family uh, for being somebody that's, brave enough to go do this. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to go forward and, and, and be a part of this. It sounds crazy to me, but it takes crazy people like you and the other hundred people here in San Diego that in, you know, and now they're saying 30,000 people all over the country that have or all over the world that have, you know, been a part of this. So I, I, I hope, I hope you don't see it as like just a small little signing up as a volunteer on a website versus more of a act of compassion towards humanity. No, I appreciate that. Uh, but I think, you know, you look around San Diego even before this and we had people donating blood, nothing, nothing of that for them. I mean, you know, all sorts of yeah. volunteers, for all sorts of things and maybe, you know, not as risky, maybe, but the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe. I've given blood many times. I'm still not going to get the coronavirus. I'm not, yeah. I don't, you can go to one day sooner, uh, one day with the number one day sooner.org and you can be, uh, you can be a hero slash crazy person with, with Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so. Also, is if maybe the knowingly getting infected, there is also uh, NIH is looking for people to volunteer for traditional trials as well. So if the oh, okay. so if the challenge trial doesn't happen, they're still looking for again. They need a wide variety of folks to make sure vaccines work um, uh, for everyone. 
Um, sure. So uh, a, a little less crazy because you're you're not knowingly getting infected. Uh, but the uh, um, uh, it, it's that's uh, I signed up for those too. So the uh, um, you know that's uh, another great thing people can do. That's awesome, dude. Thank you so much for doing this today. No, thank you for having me. All right, good news to end the week. There is a man over in Italy, and I'm going to totally butcher his name. You ready for this? Uh, his name is Gypsy Paterno, G-I-U-S-E-P-P-E Paterno. And I want all of my Italian listeners or anyone with Italian heritage to totally tell me I destroyed that name. Okay. Anyway, he just graduated the top of his class over at the University of Palmero with a degree in history and philosophy. And you're like, okay, who cares? Because he happens to be 96 years old. He is the oldest man to ever graduate in Italy. He used to be a rail worker and he's been working towards his degree for the past three years. And of course, everyone around him is like, holy crap, this is crazy. Not only his family is, you know, the staff of the university, the students who are 70 years younger than him. He said, I'm a normal person like many others. In terms of age, I have surpassed all the others, but I didn't do it for this. I said, that's it. Now or never. And so in 2017, I decided to enroll. I understood that he could get a little late to get a three-year degree, but I said to myself, let's see if I can do it. So here's the cute part. When he was enrolled in school, he actually relied on this manual typewriter. <laughs> that his mother gave him when he retired from the railroad in uh, 1984. He also used uh, printed books as opposed to using like Google for research. Keep in mind, 96 years old. So now back in March, he faced another challenge because the coronavirus hit, right? Italy was so bad, it halted all the in-person classes. So we had to learn over video conference. And I don't know if you've ever had your parents or grandparents, I mean, hell, especially grandparents, 96 years old, uh, maybe great-grandparents for some of you, try to get on FaceTime, can't imagine it. And now, you know, he's got his college degree and he says he wants to continue learning and he looks forward to expanding his knowledge on his own time. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, at 37, I feel like I'm old already. I mean, he's like three times my age. I don't think I want to be going to college. I think I have a hard time now going back to school. Like, I think I could focus better on it, but I just don't know that I would have it in me. But hey, man, oldest, oldest man in Italy to graduate. And that happened this week. And let's talk about the coronavirus. And this actually happens over in the UK. But there are millions of groundbreaking rapid coronavirus tests that are being rolled out to hospitals, care homes, and labs across the UK to increase testing capability ahead of the winter. Because they're kind of expecting the winter now to get worse because you can't do all the outside things. I mean, here in San Diego, you'll still be able to sit outside and stuff. But like in the cold states, you can't do that. So these new tests, though, will enable clinicians and the NHS, and was the national healthcare system, I think, to, uh, to quickly test and trace and stop any future spread of the virus. These new tests, they're actually able to detect coronavirus in 90 minutes, just 90 minutes, because you know my story, and I've heard your stories, and it takes forever. And these two tests are not just only for COVID-19 or coronavirus, but it's also for the flu and respiratory, um, some RSV, I don't know what that is. And they don't require any kind of like trained health professional to actually do it. I mean, that's really the biggest problem we have right now it takes forever like you know even me and i consider mine pretty quick came back on what friday to wednesday but between the you know some of the horror stories that i'm not horror stories but like the long time that these, these things can take i mean you know weeks and then you're out here like i'm probably fine and you're not and so anyway 90 minute test they're rolling it out in london right now or over in england 
or over in the UK right now. So it's good news. And here's a fun way to end the show. So we do make me laugh or made me think at the end. And I always say, like, if you see something that makes you laugh profusely, please send it to me. Just make sure it's not a visual thing because you can't see on a podcast. But I'm always looking for a good laugh. Uh, listener Vanessa sent this to me. And she's like, you've got to play this because every single Latin person that listens to this show is going to be like, yup. <laughs> so his name is Andrew Schultz. I love Cubans because... Uh, <laughs> Y'all turn into conservative Republicans immediately after getting to America. Like, like, y'all are refugees, immigrants, and the second you get that dry foot, the second that foot dry, you're like, okay, and the immigration, they said no. He said no. Hey, he said no immigration. Hey, it's too many people. It's too many people. How? How? Hey, we need a system. We need law. We need law. What? My foot dry. My foot dry. I'm American now. Feel it. Feel it. Touch it. Tócalo. Touch it. Okay? I cannot play domino at the table. There's too many people coming. I cannot play domino. How I play domino if everybody coming? I'm not like you. I'm dry foot. You went back. That's different. That's different. That's different. That's different. I'm dry. Cubans that just got here to make America great again, bro. Back to when? No, we need to make it great again. Like when do you remember it great? Hey, I seen the movie. I seen the movie. I seen the TV show. I seen I Love Lucy. Ah, ah, ah. A Cuban was in that. It was great back then. I love the Latin culture so much. I really feel like I was born in the wrong skin. I really do. I've never felt more at home with the Latin culture. I swear to you. I just think they're the best. All right. There we go. That's it for the week. Oh, man. What a week. What a week. What a week it has been, too. Um, Yeah, like I said, there's some stuff going on behind the scenes. and it's all It's all good stuff. It's just stuff. So I think maybe in the next week or two, I'll be able to tell you more about it. This weekend, I got to like decompress just a little bit, just a little bit. So uh, this is what I would love. I would love it if you could, uh, you know, maybe maybe check out the merch store. It's Friday. So maybe get paid today. I would love you to go get a, a mug for the show. Um, new merch is coming, by the way, soon. But the, the uh, give me the cheese man mugs always a big seller for us and the t-shirts and everything else. So text the word MERCH, M-E-R-C-H to 888-Kramer8 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8 Have yourself the best weekend ever. Life is good. Everything's good. And we'll uh, uh, we'll see you back here on Sunday for my mom's pep talk and then brand new episodes next week. And I love you. And we'll talk to you then, okay? Have a good weekend. See ya. Hey, Kramer. V in Chula Vista. I'm calling in regard to um, yesterday's episode uh, about the girl who doesn't know if she should stay with her boyfriend any longer. Or, I mean, the guy she's been seeing that had um, a rough year. I mean, I'm kind of with you on that one. I kind of feel bad for the guy because it does sound like he's been through a lot. um, And that maybe he's just not emotionally stable right now. And he's maybe not thinking about too much about a relationship right now, but probably does care for her and probably does like her but I think it's almost like he has to heal from everything that he's gone through before he can take that step I mean if anything she should probably just try to sit down and have a nice little chat with him and kind of get a feel of where he's at with that whole thing if he um, 
just needs some time to heal or just kind of figure out where he's at. And then at that point, she could probably take it from there and decide if she wants to stick around a little bit longer or if she just wants to move on. But I just feel like he's been through so much that I don't feel like his focus is like a relationship right now, especially if he lost his mom. I mean, that must have been really hard and he's probably still dealing with that so i mean that's my opinion and i don't know we all think different but i hope she's able to figure it out love the show and love you guys forever okay that's it for today thanks for listening to my son's podcast certified mama's boy be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends love you forever